WV Uncommonplace. This podcast is a variety podcast that houses numerous series to cover mental health, empowerment, podcast framework, and various intimate theories to get to know the hosts. Along with occasional movies, reviews, and dives in pop culture with our event podcast episodes. The Uncommonplace digs into bringing guests on that stories don't fit the mold and are very different. WV stands for the great state of West Virginia and every quarter we cover something in West Virginia. Stacy and myself JR are your hosts so please come along for this venture to our uncommon place. Oh, whoops. Oh, I was just going to say the editing was a lot of work. Although I did, you, you know, um, your podcast editor. Do you yes, German. He's awesome. I love him. Um, but I would still go like, oh, I don't know. I would still go through if I didn't like something and edit afterwards. Um, so it still took me time to, to do it. You know, if I'm like, yeah, oh, it, shit, I shouldn't have said that. Or <laughs> but, and, you, and, you know, the hardest part of editing was the editing. Hearing the um, the yeah, oh yeah, the Kool-Aid sale, anything that was out of ordinary, that was what was crazy for me. I had to get out of that mode of distraction editing, getting out of every single little thing. Let it be natural. But that they, that uh, artificial intelligence literally streamlines everything. And then I just, you know, you still have to listen to it regardless. That's what I tell people. Even if you pay an editor, you still got to go back and listen to it to make sure it sounds good. And they might or, not know what you don't like. I mean, they're, they're going to edit the stuff that they know, but they might not know that you didn't really want to say that or, you know, so yeah, I would still go through and edit. Um, but yeah, German was fantastic. Yeah. So fantastic. big shout out to him and uh, audience. We're starting off now on MJR from West Virginia Commonplace. Uh, we started recording this episode a little bit early. Um, I was taught by another podcast. He said, sometimes let the microphone just start and you guys or stay red and you guys just go on and start the show so here we go today's episode i have stephanie back stephanie has an amazing podcast she may not want me to mention it but i want to mention it anyway step up podcast which is in archival you can still go listen to it um i have her back with me we are here today to talk to her about her journey and her venture since she finished up with her podcast series um what the future um has given her or what, yeah, what the future gave her then and what the past has taught her now. So, Stephanie, please introduce yourself to the audience and uh, do me one quick favor after that. Would you briefly give a description of your archival podcast? And the reason I said archival podcast because we're not going to ever put a silver lining that your podcast is finished or this or that. Because I always like to say this about a podcast. No matter if it doesn't come back in the inception that it was, every time that you guests want to show, you bring your podcast out there. So... Well, thank you, JR. Uh, my name is Stephanie Webb, and I am, yeah, I had a podcast for two years. Well, it's funny that you say that because when people asked me, I said, I don't know if I'm ending it or just doing a really long break <laughs> because sometimes you just, you just need time away from it. Um, but it was definitely fun. The podcast was a lot of discussion about mental health, personal development. And then in the, in the second season, a lot more about religion as I was deconstructing <laughs> from <laughs> fundamentalist evangelicalism. Um, it's fun to say big words, actually. People think you're sounding smart and you're like, yay. <laughs> and, um, oh shoot. I'm saying I'm a lot. 
I really try not to. Actually, that's one thing the podcast helped me do was be aware of when I'm saying things or if I'm not completing a sentence and I'm going off on another tangent, bring it back, you know, <laughs> finish what you're saying. So I, yeah, sorry, what did you ask me? My story or are we going to get at the top, into that after? Oh, we're going to go into that in just a second. Okay. My question was, uh, I was just asking a little bit about your podcast so that we can get that back out there. Because what's crazy is, is every, every, every beginning season of my show you've been on, since it's oh. been back in its, uh, you know, yeah. in some form or fashion, because at some point I quit doing seasons and I just do episodes because I want people to be like episode 189, Stephanie Webb. And then, you know, they can know that, then I can go back and go reference, hey, they did this episode called Podcast Collide, episode 72. Da, 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 da. Oh, they did another one. It was about her amazing book that she's about to tell us about right now with the shameless plug. <laughs> oh, shoot. I didn't bring it in my. Usually I have it beside me to show. Um, so the book is called What Should Dragon Do? It's for children ages three to six. And it's the story of Dragon who lives with her three bear roommates. And there's three situations that come up where she, like just small things, you know, that might annoy somebody, but she gets like raged and raged and just angry and like passive aggressive. So in the scenario, we, just, we see what Dragon does and then... I asked the question, what should Dragon do? And like, how could she have responded in a kinder way? And we did an episode on that and that was super fun. Yes. And have you, what, what, let's go into that real fast. What have you been doing with the book since then? Have you been doing a little tour with it? Have you been um, pushing it in different arenas? What's been going on with the book? I did a book signing at one of our stores here in Canada. We have a chain called Indigo or Chapters. It's okay. Um, and I did a book signing here. And so they carry my book at the one store here in my hometown um, under local authors. And it's it's kind of because it's with all these other adult books. And I said to them, oh, can you put it in the children's section? But because I'm a local author, it has to all be together, um, which is kind of disappointing because <laughs> I feel like it would do better in the children's section. But um, I've also attended a book conference where my book was um, on display to be sold. And when I worked with some elderly clients, a few of them bought them. It's it's really tricky. I've, I've submitted it to the library and like gone online and talked, submitted it also to schools, but you never hear anything back. It's like when you go to the library and you say, oh, can I get my book maybe in your library? They say, well, fill out this form online. So it's just... I think it's because things are online now, it's easier to get lost or to just go into this thing and they just say, no, no, no. I mean, it's easier to do now, but at the same time, it goes into a black hole where like everyone's submitting rather than meeting somebody face to face and talking to them. I think that would, I have better appeal with people face to face. I was like my resume. I'm like, if you could just meet me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm better than my resume looks, probably, you know? Exactly. But I mean, it's slow going. It's really hard marketing, which I knew was going to be challenging. And you don't really get far with if you're not a big name or you don't ha have, you know, um, because I self-published, I don't have a big time editor that's helping me. So 
but I've talked to a lot of other people who, who wrote books and they're, they're like, yeah, it's, it's tricky. <laughs> oh, and there's also some, I've gone online and looked up some YouTubers. There are some people who will read a book on YouTube. And so I've sent some to them and they've done my book on, on YouTube. So, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm working small, small things. Okay. And audience, um, you know, like I do with every guest, I'll put the information and the links to these uh, places so you can go see them. And then we'll definitely put a link in there so you can pick the book up um, in, a, in its physical form or its digital form. Because I own it in a digital form over on Apple because everybody is on my Apple guy. So definitely have it over there. So, Stephanie, I brought you back on here because you uh, fit into 14 categories. And the major category is you're a friend of mine. Um, and this is a hard thing for me to do describe because I don't make myself very vulnerable in podcasting uh, or in, as a whole. Uh, podcasting, me and others have missed you. Um, when we were all podcasting and doing shows, even if we weren't just the, the camaraderie of everybody shooting back and forth, and it was almost like everybody had a daily conversation. And somewhere along the lines when reality, I'm not going to say reality, but when we got into this post-COVID era, a lot of people had to make choices and had to do time management and had to get things straightened out. So I was very uh, stingy when it came to who I would consider someone being a pod fader or someone not pod fading. I never categorized you as a pod, someone that pod faded because you had intentions and goals and you had things that you needed to work on yourself to get where you are today, which we'll discuss. So I never put you in that category, but other people that we're around, like I've discussed with you, they just couldn't make time or whatever happened in life. Life just happened. And like, like we all said, the, the boom of podcasting of 2020, <laughs> so much free time, everybody was inside. It was, a, it was amazing. It was an illustrious time for us. But then we came back to reality. So with you and your reality, um, at some point this year, you sat down and decided that, hey, I've got to work on me. I've got to get things straight. I've got to figure out where I want to be in life and what needs to be in my life. The last one is the most important um, so could you please tell us about your journey through self-discovery? Yeah. Um, uh, so it actually kind of started in 2020. Uh, it's just, I feel like these things take so much time to work through, especially if you have a lot of stuff that's kept you from growing. Um, and for me also, religion was a huge part of it because, of my religion, personal development was good, but only so far you couldn't, you couldn't, some of it would be, they would say, you can't get into that because that's Buddhist. That's new age. That's, that's evil. And so it would stop me from really going further and challenging my beliefs, challenging my mindset and all those things. And once I just let that go, which was actually a year ago this month, where I really, because a lot of this stuff I was learning in the personal development world was so helpful. It gave me so much hope, more than anything I ever learned in church. And my friend was like, you really can't listen to that because that's that's bad. That goes against the Bible and Jesus and all that. And I was like, I was so depressed for like a week. And I thought, wait a minute, if this stuff helps me and gives me hope, how can it be bad? So I said, screw it. Um, I don't care. <laughs> and, and then that actually helped me just become more free and, and start to learn things outside of the religious tradition, which is helpful in life anyways, you know, now that I, 
I listen to more people of different faiths or like atheists. I have atheist friends I've met online and you just learn so much from people with different backgrounds and different beliefs. And it's, it's awesome. <laughs> I don't know why in my background, we were kind of kept, we were, we were always othering people. Like if they weren't Christian, like us, it was like, well, those are the others. Um, but then that keeps people just from growing and learning. So, but this past year has been huge in my growth journey as I was able to let go more and more of what was holding me back. Um, but like I told you, this the self-care that I was working on, you know, when you take, to, take some time to meditate and you're taking care like physically or you're getting active and eating well and your mindset, like if your negative thoughts come in and you start going spiraling downward, downward, which I used to do all the time, like, oh, life sucks. Oh, I hate myself. Oh, you know, um, it just gets worse. And now I'm like, no, okay. Thought you think like that, but no, stop it where it's at and then exchange it for a positive thought and like find that hope in the future. There's so much more, so much more possibilities in what can be. You're not stuck like I always believed I was. So I think that it takes a lot of time to work through that and because it's hab habitual, right? And then sometimes you can go back to your bad habits. <laughs> like like I told you in uh, when it starts getting dark and cold and wintry, I just want to curl up in bed and watch Netflix and eat junk food. <laughs> but obviously that affects my mental health. It affects my body. It affects everything. And I spiral downwards. So I'm like, okay, can't you can do that for one day maybe, but that's not going to help me in my life if I continue to do this. Okay. Okay. And I'll say this. Uh, one thing I, I like uh, the talk of spirituality, because it, it's so much to be spiritual, to, to have more facets than just the Southern independent Baptist that I got from Jerry Falwell, whomever, <laughs> um, you know, because, you know, later on, uh, then you have an amazing podcast that you turn me on to uh, truth. Uh, Yay! And yeah, and I, and I started learning a little bit more, and I started going more in depth with stuff. And, I, and not saying that every uh, religious affiliation uh, is bad, but everything is built on some type of dirt. Uh, there has there's no there's no true good standing. Everybody is good and bad and has evil. And when we turn a blind eye to the evil and let the good and bad happen and never pay attention to the evil, that's what erodes and eats away at the church so in learning that like you said even i went through a, a similar spiritual growth to a degree like i realized that spirituality is more than just being a baptist more than being a christian it's learning about the morality system uh the conduct the code of other religions and seeing how these things can be assimilated into your life and once you get those things you do feel more productive and to me other religions gave me a better uh meditation phase mm. because with our christian religion we're just told to pray 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 yeah and that's it well, we're not told we, how to actually sorry i know go ahead um i was actually talking to a pastor friend of mine and i said because i was pissed wait i can swear right <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay <Fuck> yeah <laughs> um they're so because of actually i think they're the problem is the north american evangelicalism has changed into something that if Jesus were to come back now, 
he would not be welcome into the church. First of all, he'd be mocked all over again. He, you know, um, he would be angry at what it's become, especially politically and everything. Um, but a lot of the, the traditions, which actually people still practice in the Catholic tradition and stuff, um, the more liturgical traditions, they're we've done away with in the conservative evangelical movement, like meditation. I remember saying, oh, hearing about meditation and they were saying how helpful it is. And people are like, no, that's, that's Hinduism, Buddhism, that's new agey, that's whatever. And I was like, oh, okay. The only thing you can meditate on is God's word. And, but you know, if you look back hundreds of years in the Christian tradition, they, they would do things like that. They would meditate. Like we've taken away a lot of those things that are helpful for us, you know, that people do do in maybe um the uh the countries in the east and the uh, which we look at as different religions right um and people mock that in the in the christian tradition here in north america so i was angry because i was like meditation is very helpful it's just deep breathing why do people spaz over it you know they're like oh that's don't get into that 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 goes into buddhism and that and they they freak all out and i'm like it's not bad. It's good. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this is how the body helps calm you down. I don't know. I, yeah. I, and a lot of, a lot of my deconstruction, like people are, there's this whole trope about a angry atheists. <laughs> That's the right word, word right? Trope. <laughs> Sometimes I say words and I question it, <laughs> but, um, and I, I get it especially when you come out of religion, you know, people, and people say to me, cause I'd be posting stuff about feminism and racism and all sorts of things. And people are like, why are you so angry? And I'm like, I'm angry because I wasn't able to learn these things because it's been demonized so much. Um, because I grew up as like this little girl who was scared of everything. And, you know, and, and, a lot of our churches were taught to be like submissive women and all that bullshit. So I said, I'm angry because my whole life I've been living so pathetically and being told you're free, you're free in Christ. And I was like, I never found that freedom. What the hell were you guys talking about? And I'm finding it now, <laughs> but I'm not going to church right now. <laughs> I'm not reading my Bible every day. So I was angry because you feel like all those years, not that years are wasted because you shouldn't look at life like that, but you feel like part of something was taken away. Whereas other people who grew up without religion, they seem happier. They they don't judge people as much as we judged. It was just, I was like, wow, you guys are so much more chill than we were. <laughs> um, yeah. And so you go through an angry phase. Sorry, and I, I can know. give you that too. Oh no, no, you're fine. No, I, I can definitely agree with that because, like, what you're, what you went through, I think I went through it a little bit earlier on, and he's like around eighteen about that part. Like, it was like a, a, a fortified wall was put around us, and if any outside influence tried to get in, those fortified walls were built up so well that they made us prejudiced to anything else. Mm -hmm. Like you said, if it's not the norm, you know, it just didn't work out. Now, dealing with that, it's another aspect that you, deal, you dealt with. Uh, it's something that a lot of people deal with, and I call it water. It's a shape, it's shapeless. 
there's no true way to define it. And some people call it anxiety. I call anxiety water because water can take any form, any shape, as long as it's contained in something. And with people in general, anxiety, I didn't have a full grip on because I, I don't experience it, but or haven't experienced it in a way that I could say. But until I started seeing people and seeing how gripping this mental affliction is on people, and I'm going to call it an affliction, um, I didn't realize like how hard it is. I took things for granted. Like I can just get up and do these podcasts every single day. But I never took it into consideration until about maybe nine, 10 months ago that just even asking somebody if they want to be on my show, like I, I've got to be conditioned now to think, you know, there may be anxious times. There may be things that trigger anxiety. So I leave the comfort of like, if I want someone to come on a show for like me, for instance, like not saying that I did this, but just saying, we'll just say that I did for argument's sake. I waited and asked, hey, how are you doing? What's going on? Do you feel comfortable with doing a show? Um, when's a good time for you? And obviously, selectively, I believe Thursday is your day um, that you're comfortable. So, you know, I take that as acknowledgement. And then, like, even in work with performance with people, I see things that trigger people, even to the extent of even music. Certain songs can deteriorate someone's psyche so fast. So anxiety is something that in the next year I'm going to examine more and more because it's one thing that you're never going to be able to put in a capsule there's no way to manufacture what anxiety is that's why i said it's water it's just shapeless so how have you um how has your anxiety levels changed from the covid time till now well i actually in 2020 i was on medication for anxiety i think i started in 2013 because i had started i started this position um at a call center and it was so much information. It was just, and you had to be fast and it was just so stressful for me. And that's where I, my friend said, I think you, you should go on short-term leave. I think you might have anxiety, depression, whatever. And I went to the doctor and I got put on meds and, um, it was such a, a help for me. It was so needed. And, uh, it really helped my body calm down so that I could then work on go to therapy for cognitive behavioral um, therapy <laughs> and work on my thoughts. And that helped me quite a bit, but I was still struggling a lot with anxiety. I didn't know what it was and everyone talked about it, but nobody really seemed to have answers. Um, but in 2020, like I left that job and I was kind of just, you know, chilling <laughs> And I was working on a, on myself a lot. So I tapered off the medication and I haven't, you know, I haven't been on it since. Um, I worked with a life coach. I worked with therapists and I've learned a lot more because it's your body reacting to something. It's actually a good thing because it's telling you something's wrong. And growing up, we were just told like that's sin. Everyone quoted, you know, Paul and like, do not be anxious for anything. And it was just like, okay, great. You're telling me not to be anxious. That helps me not be anxious. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> and, you know, I realized that a lot of it had to do with my thoughts. I'd, I'd worry about things in the future that you can't control what's going to happen in the future. And why worry about that, right? But it's also your body remembers. So something could trigger this reaction in your body and you might not even know what it is. And all of a sudden you're having a panic attack and you're just like, Oh, 
and people are like, what's, why are you anxious? And you don't even know. And that's scary. And it, and you feel so judged and you don't know what's going on. And so I really started to examine my, my childhood, my past and everything. And I'd be like, oh, okay. When I'm around this person, I feel my anxiety get more. Why is that? Okay. And also I'm highly sensitive. Actually, I found out I have ADHD. And uh, so I'm, I'm more sensitive to people and their energies and it's hard for to be in that in the world like this because everyone always asks, "What's wrong with you? Why are you like that? Why are you so sensitive?" And I didn't know. I thought something was wrong with me. Um, but also learning how to manage that and not let other people affect me, setting up good boundary, healthy boundaries. There's just so much. Like I've learned so much about mental health, and it's I find it helpful to know because once you know, you can start. The understanding helps you to work through it. Whereas if you have no idea what's happening and people are like, why can't you just stop? I used to have people say to me, just think happy thoughts. Well, they're not wrong, but it's way more than that. There's also trauma and there's, it's not just change your thinking to happy thoughts. It's, there's a lot of healing that you have to go through. And if you've been through trauma, especially religious indoctrination or whatever, um, there's a lot of stuff you have to unpack. And I think always being told also how, you know, everything you did was sin and your everything is like shameful. Um, I grew up in a tradition called Calvinism. So we were told like, you're totally depraved. There's nothing good in you and except Jesus because you've accepted him in your heart. And I mean, that messes you up because you're like, oh, I'm always bad, Right. Um, and psychology has saved me <laughs> because the more that they learn about what's helpful and how our brain works and our bodies, it, you just feel like, oh, thank God. It's not, it's not just sin, how the church wanted to say everything was sin. You're like, wait a minute. No, I do this because this was how I coped with this. And a lot of things we do like addiction, even, you know, it's, you're looking for that dopamine hit. You're looking for some way to, to cope with a stressful situation or trauma, like all of these things. It's not that you're just sinning for no reason, right? And that's what it was always. So all the kids that I grew up with, a lot of us talk about this stuff and we're like, oh my goodness, I feel so much better not knowing, like just knowing you're not just completely awful and you're not sinning every minute of every day, Right. So it, you got a ratchet. You, you were able to come to a final rational realization, not, not rationalization, a realization that you weren't sending. It was just the message that was that was passed down from your church that you were doing something wrong when you weren't. So you pick up the pieces from there, and uh, you look in the mirror today. Uh, what's today like? What's like like what is today in general like? And the reason I ask this is because this is not something that people ask a lot. You woke up today, you either had breakfast or you drank coffee or you went to, let me see, when the last time I was up more, y'all do Tim Hortons. So you went to Tim Hortons. <laughs> um, I actually did not go to Tim Hortons today. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> but you might change your mind. Well, I already had coffee today, so I think I need to drink more water. But sometimes I just want to drink coffee all day. <laughs> <laughs> so you look at yourself today. So what does today feel like for you? What is today? What is this bring tip for you today or what has been brought forth today? Hmm. That's a good question. Well, I went to, I went swimming this morning and then I had breakfast with my sister and my mom. 
So it was, it's been a fun day. And then I'm chatting with you. This is a fun day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I guess some days are harder than others. Some days I still go back into these, like I wake up and I'm like, blah. And I just feel like, I think especially about a month ago, I felt like what's happened? Why I feel backwards. You know, they say three steps forward, two steps back. And when you do those two steps back, you're just like, damn, I feel like I moved so far. And now I feel like I moved so far back. (laughs) But then you see these wonderful posts on Mm -hmm. social media that say, even if you feel like that, you are further than you were. It's just this time. It's just today. Like you're probably reeling with different emotions. Maybe something triggered that. I don't know. And so um, I feel like this is a constant battle some days where you're fighting the old habits, the old thoughts, um, what you really want to do. But I'm learning how to replace the negative with the positive. Like if I just want to go and binge eat a whole bunch of things, like what's something I could do? Okay, I can go for a walk, you know, um, get some fresh air, take some time in nature. I find nature really helps. And it's tricky this time of year when it's winter. (laughs) And we just had this huge snowstorm, although it's it's getting better now. It's melting away. But in those days when you're stuck inside. That's when it gets a little rough. It's rough because I did during the pandemic. Remember, we all were talking about, oh, I hear the birds now. And everyone got into birds or at least the people I know. And I started to appreciate just listening, just being out in nature and enjoying it. And how much that helped my mental health. I was like, oh, my God, why don't we all do this all the time? (laughs) (laughs) And then people started taking pictures, all kinds of nature pictures. Like I I noticed that you've you've had a few here and there. And I'm like, well, she's out there in nature taking some photos. The deer, I post, I like to post the deer and, uh, oh, in the fall when the leaves change, that's like my favorite. (laughs) Yeah. Fall season is is amazing. So Mm -hmm. let's get a little deeper. All right. So you work through a lot of things and you're still working on things constantly every single day. Um, what is something that you haven't worked on that you plan on working on in the near future, either this year or next year, maybe next year? Oh my goodness. You know, sometimes it gets overwhelming because I feel like I'm working on so many things all at once. Um, I still, I've, I'm a lot better with setting healthy boundaries, but I still have a hard time with standing up for myself. And I can, I still have a hard time with being too attached to things or people. And <laughs> like, I'm looking for happiness. I really got to focus on the happiness to find inside myself. Because if there's other people that I enjoy being around, I'm looking to them to satisfy my happiness. And then you can get a little bit too, you know, annoying and clingy or whatever. And I'm like, damn it. Okay. Stop texting. Put the phone away. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Like we get so, why haven't they responded in an hour? Um, It's fine. An hour? (laughs) Why haven't they responded 15 minutes? (laughs) (laughs) You said an hour. I, I can't even give someone an hour. Like really? we're having a conversation. If I have a conversation with someone, I kind of like it to so that it finishes up. If we're going back and forth, that's fine. But if it's a long pause and it's more than five or ten minutes, my world famous thing, I put them in my memories museum and I go on with life. I can only give fifteen minutes of my time. But an hour? You gave someone an hour? Or days? I didn't. I, I didn't necessarily respond to your messages. Like sometimes I just can't. 
if I see a message and I, I actually keep it unread because if I read it, I don't want to forget to respond to that person, but I will, <laughs> there was one time I didn't respond to my aunt for two months, but I wasn't in a good mental health place to do it. And it, it required a lot of actual like right. explanations and stuff. And I know people with depression and mental health issues, and I won't hear from them for months. So, I mean, okay. If I don't hear back within a few minutes, I, I can get like, or like two hours. It can be frustrating, but and maybe it's me. I don't know. I seem to have friends that in a few days they'll respond. And so, <laughs> or a few months, I have a coworker, an old coworker. I love her. She's awesome. And she's, she's struggling. And so she's like, I'm sorry, Steffi. It's been like two months since I responded. <laughs> and I'm like, I get it. You know, you're having a hard time. It's. Oh yeah. I and, I, and I understand it wholeheartedly. It's just with me, like with certain people, we have a conversation going in this going back and forth, back and forth. And then they just stop for a little bit. I'm figuring the conversations they were, like you said, we're learning more about anxiety and different things like that. I understand like certain people have processes in time. We all have processes in time so that we do stuff. But people have have to understand that some people live life without certain types of urgencies and priorities that way. Or we'll just say urgencies, not priority. Because any message is just a message. But like you said, I did have to learn that about some people. But yeah, if we're having a quick conversation going back and forth, like if I asked you about what kind of ice cream you like, and you just left me on red for two days, <laughs> I would just, probably, I wouldn't, you know, and I probably wouldn't necessarily think anything of it. I'd be like, hmm, that's a hard decision to make. Sometimes I like Rocky Road, sometimes I like cho uh, chocolate chip cookie dough, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, so, it really depends. Some some people like, and but see, I have that, that impulse um, and that's part of actually ADHD too, like the impulse control. So I'm always picking up my phone and I'm always checking and I'm like, damn it, stop. I have to always check myself. Okay. And then if the person keeps responding and then you keep, it, it gets your dopamine going, right? So you're just, that's why so many people have, have problems now because we're so used to instant gratification with like pretty much everything. And so they're always talking about reel yourself in a bit so i don't know i guess it depends on the person and i know i know what you're saying though yeah and, and i can and i know where you're coming from too because like certain people i know certain types of conversations i might go a few days without messages and i'm already with that as long as i have that prescription to that person as long as i know how, how they rolled and i'm fine somebody brand new i might be a little skeptical because i'm just like hey i wrote you at 559 let me know something by 6 30 at least yeah. i don't hear anything by 6 30 I'm on to my next topic. I've moved on to a whole other situation. Now, um, I want to thank you thus far for coming on the show, uh, Stephanie, because I know it's been a while since you've been on, and I know you've been busy doing all kinds of different things, you know, getting life back on track. But um, I always like to put people on the spot. So I got a little, oh, no. a little challenge for you. A little challenge for you. It may not be today. It may not be even in 2023. But you will record something at some point. I know you will. Because it'll come a time you, you see your microphone, you looked at it today, and you're like, ah, oh, this seems natural. Um, <laughs> would you would, would you ever just at some point in the next two years at least get back on the air long enough to let people know how you were doing? Because you can be on these shows all you want, but just let people know how you were doing. Because you will never know. And and I we don't talk about money, we're not, not talking about any of that. We're talking about like the actual people that listen to your show and the people you help. I never realized that some of the stuff that I did help people out. I was like, I just do this stuff because it's fun for me. Um, well, it's, it used to be fun. Some of it used to be fun. Um, 
this, this, and that because it's a hobby or because this person wants to do what I'm doing. So I would like to challenge you if you can get a chance, just say this, even if you do it over, like I said, two, three years, just one more episode, one more. So we can know everything that's going on, you know, like a continuation thing. Because I don't want it to be like uh, Top Gun. Top Gun came out in the 1980s, and then we had to wait almost 40 years to get another Top Gun. Like, <laughs> we, we got it, and it was, and people liked it, but I, I felt at least we were 20 years too late for it. Um, that's just my opinion. But uh, in the preservation of everything that's good with Step Up Podcast, I definitely would like to just have one return episode, even if it's just like a reunion episode, where you come on there for 15 minutes, tell your story, and then never come back. Just yeah. something to, 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 you know, that's just a challenge if you get around to it. I'm not saying you need to do it tomorrow or the day after that or the week after, you know. It could be one snowy day, you're inside, the microphone, you tilt it, turn it, uh, put on your, your glasses that have tint to them, then you're just ready, you know, let the light hit you and you're ready to go. Now, on to further business. What is in store for you in 2023? What are you expecting from yourself in the first quarter of the year? And this is why I'm, it's the reason I'm saying this. I told you about a shift that I'm doing in my life. I'm completely doing a 360 and leaving a certain job behind this, this, and that. That's what I, all I'm expecting for the first quarter of the year and to get deeper into the business that I'm doing in podcasting. So one day we can figure out how everybody can truly be profitable. That's my whole goal is to make sure that people can podcast and you can make some money. And if you hone your skill and do it longer, you can make more money. That's my goal for everybody. That's all I've ever wanted to do because we should be able to make money with this instead of giving our life lives away to this stuff for us not to get equal out to anything. And there are many people that don't even do a good show that make millions of dollars. So that's my my thing for just the first quarter. Second quarter year, I don't know. I might open up a, a hot dog stand or something. So what about you? The first quarter of the year, what, what can we expect out of you? Um, I keep seeing all these people talk about writing out their goals and how much what they expect to be doing. I haven't done any of that yet. <laughs> right now, I'm I'm looking for work that is challenging but also fulfilling. I've tried so many different things and people always say to me, <laughs> you know what you don't want? What do you want? And I'm like, damn, I don't know. Um, I, I think that's kind of hard. I know also I've always been very indecisive and I think I've been told a lot of that has to do with my background, always being told what to do, what to believe and everything. So you have a hard time making decisions. Um, and I get different ideas in my head. I'm always like, oh, this would be cool to try. And, you know, <laughs> I just want to try things. Um, but I, I did I did start sort of a YouTube channel. And I posted a few videos. But I find that actually even hard to do because then you have to figure out what do I say? What do I put? What do I put in the hashtags? And I don't know. It just it seems overwhelming at sometimes. But I just have a lot of things that I want to share with what I've learned. And but maybe I should just put that in a podcast because podcasting is a bit easier because you don't have to worry about the video. I'm always concerned. What do I, what do I look like today? And what's my background like in the lighting and the ugh, it's annoying. <laughs> So maybe, maybe just doing that in the podcast would, would be helpful. I could see that like a limited series. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. You said all my listeners. I don't know if I have listeners anymore. 
I do you ever go back? Okay, so oh, and oh, I over. Oh, sorry. What? Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say. Everyone tells me I overthink, and I know that it's really hard to be in my brain, um, and I overstress over things. But sometimes, I remember, I actually told you. I said, "Do you ever panic about episodes?" And I remember when I was when I had an episode with an atheist, and I was like, "Oh, what if people start? You know." they freak out. And what if I, Oh, I said this, what if they freak out? And, um, I mean, I don't care as much what people think anymore, but it's also, it's still like scary. Cause well, I said this two years ago, but I'm different now or how I came across. I know I was very floopy and I had a hard time even getting words out sometimes or, or following a thought. Um, it's cause I was in a, such a brain fog with anxiety and such. Um, and learning how to get around that. And so, I don't know, sometimes I'm like, oh, those episodes at the beginning were very cringy. <laughs> <laughs> but then people say, don't worry about that because people generally suck when they start something and then <laughs> you're not going to oh, be yeah. perfect at it. Hey, look, I always say this. It's like I, when I started my show, I always used to joke about not having an intro. Now I've got an intro and an outro. Um, still don't do any sound effects or anything like that because I'm not in that kind of space but um yeah even i had to evolve in some areas actual full editing and stuff so yeah i, I get what you're saying like the, when i went back and listened to other stuff i'm like this stuff is dumpster juices trash ass <laughs> then when i get to, to the middle and i hear that one defining episode that changed everything for me it worked for me so yeah i can see that and hopefully this limited series you're thinking about doing you did and the only reason that i want to always encourage you and a select few others to come back because you have the greatest narrating voice ever. You should be narrating <laughs> stories for Disney. Like you could narrate <laughs> Encanto in Hollywood or something, or just whatever movie they got. You could do that kind of stuff if you wanted to. Thank I don't you. have that kind of talent. I don't have that kind of talent. Basically, it's just whatever guests I have on, I either make them look good or if I tell some kind of story from my dating life or something like that, that's the type of stuff that pulls people in, you know, on that kind of level or whatever Stacey do. But overall, I want to thank you, Stephanie, for coming on. Um, and it may not have been hard for you to come on, but I want to thank you because you told a valuable story today about uplifting yourself. Um, you help podcasters in a sense, like always with detailing that you're on a break. You didn't talk, you just took a break. Um, <laughs> in the natural succession of life, like, like owning this, not owning this, disowning a few things, and then gathering your thoughts and being Stephanie, not being Stephanie Webb, the daughter, Stephanie Webb, the, with another title on there, just mm -hmm. Stephanie Webb, the author, the acclaimed podcaster, doesn't want to do shows anymore for right now. <laughs> they, they say those things, you know, those things are with you and you've grown. You got a brighter smile. Your smile's even further than it used to be. You should only be like, like right here. So oh, really? see that. And, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can see a different wealth. In, and I said the word wealth. And, and, and that's something that people in the mental health game always uh, misconstrue. You did something or you're doing something that people don't do. You stop doing self-care. You do self-made. Self-maintenance is a better form than self-care. Self-care is something that you've got always. It's like climbing a mountain. But, but when you're doing uh, self-maintenance, you know your issues. You know that there will be oncoming, oncoming issues, but you deal with them. So self-maintenance, it's an amazing that you have got to that echelon and you know how to deal with the things that come up that you know about. 
things that are unknown, they're unknown. So they're going to have to help where they are. So I want to definitely commend you on that. And the next thing is being bright, being, uh, what's the best word? I usually like to use some adjectives, but I'm kind of dumbfounded. So we'll just, I'll just sum it up right like this and I'll make it more concise. You saw negative. You saw the negative made negative energy for you. So you decided to bring out positive. You know that you still got to have some negative to keep the flow going, but you don't let the negative stop you, hinder you, or cause any disturbance in your normal flow now. And that has to be an accomplishment that means more to you than anything else. Like, you know now that it's going to be certain days that you're going to have to just stop. And even though there's a wall right there, making small progression around it, above it, or through it, is better than not making any progression at all. And you understand that. And for you to give that to people in this episode, it's going to be mean way more than you'll ever know. Some dude in Toledo or some dude in uh, the far corners of Detroit, Michigan right now on a snowmobile. There's snow out there. <laughs> um, he could, he'll listen to this or she will listen to this or they or whatever form they are in this world will hear this and they'll be like, hey, Stephanie helped me do that. So I want you to take that, wrap mm-hmm. it up in a blanket and keep it with you. And I encourage you to come back to podcasting in your own space. If you want to be a guest on the show forever, uh, since we no longer do seasons, we just do episodes. We'll have to have you back when it's warm, have you back when it's hot, have you back when it's cold, whenever you see fit. Or if you ever see a good movie and you want to come on. I love movie reviews. I love to do that with someone. Uh, Stacy allows me to do it with people four times a year. So if you want to come <laughs> through and see a really good movie, you let me know. We can definitely do something there. So at the end of the day, I need you to do a shameless plug to where everybody, where everyone can meet and greet you on your own terms and where they can pick up your book. Okay. So you can go to my website, stephanieannweb.com. You can get the book through there or Amazon or Barnes and Noble online, not in the stores (laughs) and stuff up podcast. You can find on any of the platforms and you can reach me. My email address is on my website, but my email address is stuffuppodcast at gmail.com. Okay. And I want to thank you so much, uh, Stephanie. So here's the last thing that we're going to do for this year. This will be coming out in, in 2023, even though we recorded it here in December. I need you to leave a lasting impression. What do you want to tell Stephanie from 19 months ago that she doesn't know now or that, that she should have known from that point on? What should she have known then that she knows now? Oof. There's so many things. <laughs> um, it's okay to explore and learn new things and trust your trust yourself. Like we were taught not to trust our gut, not to trust ourselves growing up. Um, I mean, can't that's a tricky one because I think it also takes wisdom to know when you should trust yourself. Um but listen to your gut because many times it's right. <laughs> you know, if there's a, a <laughs> creepy situation or dangerous or something, or just like with, like I told you, I had a job interview and I just knew it wasn't the right job for me. And my body was like reacting like, Oh, anxiety. <laughs> I knew that, no, this is not the job for me. So just trust that and listen to that and continue on in that. And you'll be good. <laughs> Okay. And I want to thank you once again. I'm Zaire from West Virginia Uncommonplace. You know all the normal stops to find me. We have a British lady at the very end of the show to tell you how to get catch us and whatever else. Once again, I want to thank you. My special guest, Stephanie Webb, 
Uh, she has come back for her fourth or fifth show, actually. Yeah, something like that. Fifth or sixth. So I'll have to look at the thing. Sorry that I don't keep the statistics. I'm old. Um, other than that, I'm JR, and we're signing off. All right, bye, guys. Bye. Please follow WV Uncommonplace on Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, TikTok, where we have some great content, Facebook, LinkedIn. Hit up the merch store at onecommonplace.square.site. Join the email list from the website, and rate, subscribe, and give feedback from your favorite podcatcher. And lastly, thanks for listening and tune into the next episode.